Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Hey everybody, I'm Christina Wecker. If you don't know me, hey. I am the EC Kids Director here, and today you get to have the pleasure that the kids have every Sunday to listen to me talk. And it's going to be fun and exciting, and we're all going to be interactive, and we're all going to get to talk. And I really hate microphones, so I'm sorry if I pull it away too much. I'll try not to, but I don't like them. Um, One thing I like to do every Sunday when I get ready to do EC Kids is I like to greet them and have them greet me because we should be excited to be at church. This isn't something that we have to do. We don't have to be here. This is something that we want to do. So every Sunday I come in and I say, hey, welcome to EC Kids. And what do the kids say back? They're not listening because they're, Riley, can you do it? Good job. So what I want you guys to do today, instead of EC Kids, we're not in EC Kids, we're not over there, we're in church today. So I'm going to say, welcome to Encounter Church, and I want you guys to say it back to me. All right, you ready? Can you do it? Because my kids are very loud. You probably can hear them some Sundays. So ready? Welcome to Encounter Church. Awesome. Thank you. That made me so happy. Anyways, The reason we do this service, I want you all to know, is Jared and I, when I first took over EC Kids, we both had it placed on our hearts that this church is a family. Encounter Church isn't the building, it isn't the walls, it isn't the adults, it isn't the children, it's one big family. And with that, sometimes families have to hang out together, right? Even if we don't want to. Those of you who don't have children might think, why do the kids have to be here? They have such a nice place next door. Can't they just hang out there and just stay there with their craziness? But we really want everyone to know everybody in our church is one big family. It takes a village to raise children. I have two of my own, and I know I need the help of so many people in this church sometimes. And it's good for the children to then know the people, the adults in this church that they might not know. So that's why we do this every fifth Sunday of the month. So it's only like four or five times a year, not too much. But it's just so the kids can be a part of our family, so you can be a part of the kids' family, and so we could all worship together as one church. So that's why we do this. Um, Lately in EC Kids, as you guys have been learning about God not making sense, right? Is that what it was called, Jared? God doesn't make sense? When God doesn't make sense. We have been learning about story time with Jesus, which is basically a fun way to say the parables of Jesus. And parables were what? What are parables? Stories Stories that do what? Teach us us a lesson. Good job. Kylie, I heard you back there. Thank you. So we have been doing parables of Jesus, and today we are going to actually be bringing EC Kids to church But it's not going to be just for the kids. This is for everybody. We're going to be learning about the parable of the prodigal son. Because you know what? Each one of us is the prodigal son in this story. And we're going to learn about that today. And we're actually going to name the prodigal son because he doesn't have a name in the Bible. But I feel like it's better when somebody has a name so we could connect with them better. So we're going to call the prodigal son Larry. And we don't want to be like Larry So when Larry does something wrong, we want to go, oh, Larry. Can you guys do that? Can you say, oh, Larry. Larry. 
Thank you. That's what we're going to do. But before I start talking anymore, I have a video that we're going to watch about the prodigal son. So turn your eyes to the screen. Stories of the Bible. The prodigal son. This is Jesus. hey Who is the son of God and the savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love. He healed many people from their sickness, performed many miracles like calming storms, and even raised people from the dead. Jesus taught everyone about God's love. All kinds of people would come to hear Jesus speak, including tax collectors and people who made bad choices. This made the Pharisees and Jewish leaders mad. Ah, yuck. They didn't think that Jesus should be around these kind of people. So Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, Um, excuse me? I want my share of your estate now, before you die. Okay. So his father agreed and gave his son his inheritance. A woohoo! A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings See ya. and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. Huh? About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land. Aw, oh, man! And he began to starve. Hey, you! He convinced a local farmer to hire him. Thank you. And the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the food he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. Finally, he said to himself, at home, even the servants have food enough to spare, and here I'm dying of hunger. I know. I will go home to my father and apologize and ask him to take me on as a servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost but now he is found. So the party began. Right, yeah. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. Huh? Hey, you. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. Woohoo! All right, party time! All right, yahoo! 
the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. Ah, a man! But he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after wasting your money, you celebrate by giving him a great feast. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. love those videos. We watch them all every week. Um, but anyways, there's a lot of lessons that we can learn from the prodigal son, but we're only going to focus on one today. Like I said about the son, Larry. Oh, Larry. He made so many wrong choices in this. And you know what? We are just like him. Because our big idea for today is that we shouldn't be scared to say you're sorry. Don't be scared to say you're sorry. Like Larry... He realized he made a mistake and he said he was sorry, but we're going to learn more about how we are like him and how we can end up learning from him. So our first thing is we have four ideas that we're going to go through of how we are like Larry. Oh, Larry. Oh, Larry. The first one is we, too, choose to leave and party. Now, we might not actually leave our house and go to a party because, you know, that's not wrong. Who likes to party? I like to go to a good party every now and then, especially if there's tacos. But what we're talking about is we, too, choose to leave. We, too, choose to sin. And we, too, choose to turn away from God. That's how this is going to go. Because Jesus is the Father, just so you guys know. You might not realize that. But the reason he told the story was because he hadn't died on the cross yet. So people didn't know about unconditional love yet. So we had to bring up this story. So we too choose to turn away from God. We too choose to sin. But who here knows right from wrong? Raise your hand. But who here still decides that sometimes it's better to do the wrong thing? I mean, it's at least it's more fun sometimes, right? But just because we do the wrong thing doesn't mean our choices are final, right? That's the awesome thing that we're going to learn, is we too choose to sin, but just because we sin here doesn't mean that's the end of it. And it also says in the Bible, God knew in verse, let me, Romans 3:23, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He knew it. God knew this was going to happen. He knew that we were all going to choose to turn away. He knew we were all going to go leave and party because it says it right there. And kids, does the Bible lie? No, it doesn't lie. It's the truth. And it says for all. So everyone, me, you, you, my parents, my kids, everyone's kids, everyone does. We all choose to sin, turn away, and walk away. But the second thing is that we, too, can choose to change. Larry realized he was at, oh, Larry. He was at the lowest of his lows. He knew. He said, oh, 
I'm eating with the pigs. They're eating better food than me. I'm hungry. I wasn't patient. I decided I wanted what I wanted right now. And so I left. And now he's stuck. And he's like, what can I do now? Hmm, bright idea. Bing. Maybe I can change. Maybe I should go back. Maybe my choices aren't the worst. I mean, they're pretty bad. He took all of his money already, and now he has nothing left. But he realized, I can change. I can make a choice to go back. And hopefully each one of us can realize this too. I've had many moments where I've made some bad choices, some of them in my college years, which who else has had their rough college times? I see some of you out there. I had some too where my parents, they gave me freedom, just like the father did in this story. They gave me all the freedom I wanted. They let me go off to school. They let me date people I shouldn't have dated. They let me tour with bands across the country at 18. I mean, not many people would let their 18-year-old daughter get in a van with seven guys and go off into the world. But they did that. And you know what? I was like the son. I was like, forget this. I know what's good. I know what I'm supposed to do. But this is so much more fun right now. I'm having so much fun with these guys. I'm having so much fun with my boyfriend. This is the best. But just like Larry, I got to the lowest of the low. And I was sitting there, and I was in my dorm room. It was like 1.30 in the morning. And I was like, just felt that guilt. Who here has ever felt the guilt of your bad choices? Where it just eats you inside, and you're like, what am I going to do? You choose to change. And so I, in that moment, sat there in my dorm room. It was 1.30. I was like, I'm not going to sleep. I was at IUP, which is like an hour and a half away from here. And I was like, I have to go say I'm sorry. I have to go talk to my parents. I can't, I can't stay here much longer. I need to just go talk to them right now. And that guilt ate me alive. I got in the car, turned it on, drove in the middle of the night, showed up at my parents' doorstep, opened the garage door, Walked in expecting to get yelled at, my car taken away, college taken away, everything taken away. And I walk in, just fall to the floor in tears. And my dad looks at me and he says, go to bed. I know what you've done. I love you. We'll talk about it in the morning. Just go upstairs. The guilt was gone just because I made that choice to change and go back. And my father don't know how he did it, made the choice to just love me no matter what, even though he knew the whole time. He told me the next day. He knew everything I was doing. Prodigal son's dad probably knew the same thing. Jesus knows everything we're doing, everything we're doing wrong. Kids, your parents know. (laughs) They know when you've made the wrong choices. They know it. You may think that you're smart and you can get away with anything, but they know. Jesus knows too. So we have to make that choice to change. It also says in the Bible, in 1 Peter 3.18, that Christ suffered for our sins for all time, which means he did it for us. He knew we were going to make wrong choices, and he knows that we're going to change. And he never sinned, but he had died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. It was Jesus who died for our sins because we chose to leave and party. 
He did that so we don't have to suffer because of it. My dad and mom probably spent many nights, and I know they did, crying for the choices that I made, but they took that pain for me in that moment because they knew that eventually I would come back and that they trusted that God would bring me back too. Just like Jesus trusts that as he lets us make our choices, that we will eventually come back to him. So the third way we are like the prodigal son is we too choose to return. So we make the choices to make the bad choices. We make the choices to sin. We make the choice to change. And then we have to make the choice to return. Return back to God. Return back to your parents' kids when you make those choices when you're not being kind, you need to return back to them and ask for forgiveness. Realizing that we have sinned and done wrong and screwed up is one of the hardest things to do. One of the reasons that we're afraid to do it is probably embarrassment. Who here has ever been embarrassed by something they decided to do? Who here has ever been scared of the consequences of your choices? Me. But you know what? There's no reason to be scared because no matter what, God's going to love you. No matter what, kids, your parents are going to love you. No matter how, the choice you've made, it cannot be bad enough that you will not be loved and you will not be forgiven, which is awesome. There's also something else. When I was a teacher, the first, in my first year, I'm a retired teacher for those who don't know. I like to say I'm retired because it's fun. I didn't just quit. But um, when, in my first year of teaching, I was taught that there is no bad person. And I was taught that you never tell a kid that they are a bad person. And I feel like that's true for adults too. There's no such thing as a bad person. It's you make a bad choice. You've made silly choices. But I was taught... Never tell a kid, why are you being so bad? Why are you terrible? Why are you a bad person? Instead, you say, why are you making that bad choice? You're a good person. Everybody is a good person. We're all made in God's image, and God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't mess us up. He doesn't make bad people. I know you're probably thinking, but what about the people that like, are terrible and murder people? They're all good, deep down but they've just made bad choices in their life. But the awesome thing is, is that we know as Christians that no matter what bad choice we make, we can always become that better person, that good person later on in life. And it says, oh, I don't have a verse for it. Oh, there's my verse. In Acts 3.19, therefore repent and return so that your sins might be wiped away. That's all you have to do. All you have to do is return to God. Return back to him, and you know what? All of that stuff's going to go away. All of those sins are going to go away, and you get to be a good person again. It's that simple. And Larry, oh, Larry, he realized that. So he did. He finally got the courage. He said, you know what? I'm going to go home. And he thought that he was such a terrible person that he could go home, and all he could be is a servant. He didn't even think he'd be able to be his son anymore. But there's a great thing about it. The next thing is we too have the opportunity to stay. And when we stay, we get to become 
children again. We get to become God's children again. And the best thing is, is we're forgiven. And we get to start over. No matter how bad it is, we always get to start over. And kids, no matter how terrible of a mistake you make, especially in your teenage years, they're coming up, you will always get to start over as long as you learn from those mistakes. This isn't a free pass for you to just keep doing terrible things or making bad choices and then, oh, all I have to do is ask for forgiveness and the next week I could go back to doing it. It's not really how it works. I mean, it works that way, but at the same time, God kind of wants you to learn from it. He wants you to make those better choices because you know what? I, he's never going to get tired of forgiving you, but I feel like as a parent now, I realize it. When I tell my kids to do something right and it works for a little bit and then they go back to it, it gets kind of frustrating. So let's help God out and just stay on the right course. And it says in Colossians 2, verse 6 through 7, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth and you were, truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Just build your life with Christ. Go back to him. Study his word. Pray to him, worship him, so those roots can grow stronger. So then you will eventually, when you get to those crossroads where you're like, I can choose this and have more fun, or I could choose the right way. It's going to be an easier choice because you're already rooted in God's love and God's faithfulness and everything that's good that comes with that. So if you live your life with Jesus... And for Jesus, you will never feel lost again. It's that simple. I know it sounds simple and it's harder to do, but that's all we have to do. We don't have to be like Larry anymore. Oh, Larry. I love it. I love it. We don't have to be like him, though. We don't have to make those wrong choices and go through the whole process of being like, oh, I made the wrong choice. I'm at my low. Now let me go back and ask for forgiveness. And then we go back. I made the wrong choice. I'm low. I need to return. Ask for forgiveness. I'm back. We just need to live our lives rooted in Christ so that we will always be able to make the right choices. And where's Aaron? <laughs> there he is. Aaron's going to play a song for us as we close out the message. And I have something for each one of you to do to help you remember that even though you make bad choices, you aren't bad people, and that we will always be forgiven. Up here at the front of our tables, as Aaron plays a song for us to sing, there's stickers for each one of you, because stickers are cool. Don't you think so? And they actually say on them, I am a forgiven child of God. We're going to sing, I am no longer a slave, or no longer a slave. I always mess up the title. Aaron has to correct me on it. But as we sing that song, I want you guys to listen to the lyrics because we are forgiven. We are, our fear is washed away and we are children of God. God's children are not bad people. God's children are always forgiven. So I want you each to take one of these stickers and you can stick it somewhere. You could stick it on you. You could stick it on your mirror. But I just, as a constant reminder to you that no matter what you do, you are a forgiven child of God.
might. Oh, stand up. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you call Encounter Church Home or if you'd like to partner with us to support the work that God is doing here, you can take advantage of our online giving option. Just go to EncounterGiving.com. Also, stay up to date with us throughout the week by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EncounterPGH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.